It's the end of the world as we know it, and also Adam McKay has a new movie called Don't Look Up. Hello everybody, I'm Dan Merle, and this is my review of the new Adam McKay film, Don't Look Up. This is part of my series of reviews called The 12 Reviews of Christmas. Every single day, except for Charts Days, I will be giving you a new review, either an awards movie or several awards movie, or a new release. And today we are talking about Don't Look Up, which is in select theaters right now. It's going to be on Netflix on December 24th, just in time for the holidays. And this is a movie that was obviously born during the pandemic out of a place of of bewilderment and anger and astonishment, etc. But don't don't turn off just yet because I know that sounds like it could be a chore. And believe me, I understand that it seems like the last thing most of us are going to want to do after these last couple years is watch a comedy that's about what we've all been going through. Don't Look Up starts with two scientists who are played by Jennifer Lawrence and Leonardo DiCaprio who discover that a comet is on a collision course with Earth. They do everything they can to convince humanity of its impending destruction including a direct appeal to the President of the United States, played by Meryl Streep. As the days pass and the comet grows nearer, things take a turn for the surreal as everyone seeks to use the comet crisis to advance their own agenda. But it isn't potentially going to happen. 99.78% to be exact. Oh, great. Okay, so it's not 100%. I'm gonna call it 70% and let's just, let's move on. But it's not even close to 70%. Let's just use like 60% as a working number. I mean, just the top three names so far, Jennifer Lawrence, Meryl Streep, Leonardo DiCaprio would be enough. But this cast is an embarrassment of riches. It boasts over 40 Oscar nominations and eight combined wins. In addition to the three that I've already mentioned, we also get Jonah Hill as the president's son and chief advisor, Mark Rylance as a Steve Jobs-like tech guru, Ron Perlman as a grizzled astronaut, Timothy Chalamet as a burnout, Kate Blanchett and Tyler Perry as the hosts of a relentlessly bubbly morning news show, Rob Morgan as one of the only sane people currently working in the government, and Ariana Grande and Kid Cudi as a celebrity couple that generates much more public interest than the planet's impending doom. I was lucky enough to see this movie a couple of weeks ago before I really knew too much about it beyond the initial premise and before I'd seen any initial reactions or anything like that. And I laughed more in this film than I did any other movie of 2021. This is likely to be amongst my 10 favorite movies of the year. And there have been other organizations that have recognized Don't Look Up as one of the best movies of the year. The AFI is one. A Critics' Choice, which is an organization that I'm happy to be a member of, is one. So there are plenty of people who obviously like Don't Look Up. But a glimpse of the reviews that have come in since show that this is a movie that is sharply dividing critics. And when I read the opinions of the colleagues of mine who didn't enjoy this film, it seems like a running theme is that they think that it is too on the nose, too unsubtle, and hits too close to home. That it's frustrating to watch this movie rather than funny or in any way entertaining. And Don't Look Up is most assuredly not a subtle movie. I mean, this is a comedy that's about a society that chooses to follow follow self-involved leaders and their own personal ideologies over facts and science. You don't really have to draw the lines too far to see what the parallels are between what Adam McKay's trying to say in this movie and what's been going on in the world since early 2020. If this comet makes impact, it will have the power of, of, of a billion Hiroshima bombs. There will be magnitude 
10 or 11 earthquakes. You're, you're breathing weird. It's, it's, uh, it's making me uncomfortable. I'm sorry, I'm just trying to articulate the science. I know, but it's like so stressful. I like trying to like listen. I to don't what... think you understand the gravity of the situation. And I have no doubt that this movie is going to be heavily politicized, but I don't see this film as any more political than Dr. Strangelove, which is a movie that took place during the Cold War and was about the Russians and nuclear bombs, but was also a film that made fun of human nature and militarism and the impotence of politicians without targeting any specific one. Why do you think I'm calling you? Just to say hello? Of course I like to speak to you. To draw an even clearer line, I don't think that Don't Look Up targets Donald Trump any more than the movie Idiocracy targeted George W. Bush. This is much more of a cultural satire. We get a satire of the media and politicians and tech billionaires and a society that chooses to be more involved with celebrities and whatever the meme of the day is than what's actually going on in the world around them. We're trying to tell you that the entire planet is about to be destroyed. Okay. okay. Um, well, it's, um, you know, just something we do around here. You know, we just keep the bad news light. Right. It helps the medicine go down. These problems didn't start with the Trump administration and they didn't end with the Biden administration. This is an ongoing series of critiques of human nature. And I think that's what this movie is about. Human nature in general. And I could see this film being made the exact same way with the exact same jokes had this pandemic never happened. I think it's just drawn much more starkly because it was born out of a time when it did happen and we have these real life parallels that we can draw. I guess I understand the instinct from so many critics to write this movie off as just a cheap and obvious satire of the pandemic, but I think that's not giving the movie enough credit because this is also about characters and like I said, about the very nature of humanity. There's a much cheaper version of this movie where you put in somebody playing the president that's not Meryl Streep, that's just a Donald Trump stand-in, or you cast the actor as some kind of a, a Donald Trump impersonator, and that would then be a satire of of Donald Trump and the Donald Trump administration. And I don't think that's what Adam McKay is going for here. It doesn't seem like he's drawing targets along party lines, and it doesn't really even seem like he's targeting one group of Americans over another group of Americans. Hypocrisy comes from all political ideologies, and I see all of them being satirized in this movie. And using Gauss's method of orbital determination and the average astrometric uncertainty of 0.04 arc seconds. We, we then asked Whoa, them, whoa, 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 what the hell I'm is so what? bored. Just tell us what it is. What? Seriously, stop. Even though this movie did make me laugh a lot, I don't think that it's without its flaws. It is about two and a half hours long, and you do feel that runtime. It's hard to sustain a comedy for that long, and there were some characters that I would have cut along the way. Timothy Chalamet in particular, sorry internet, I think is a bit extraneous to the proceedings here, and he's wearing one of the worst hair pieces that I have seen in any movie. It was very distracting. I know it seems like a little ticky-tack thing, but I think if you see the movie, you're gonna see what I'm talking about. And there are a couple of side plots here and there that I think could have been trimmed down or excised altogether without hurting the overall narrative, because this does build up to a big conclusion, and there are genuine questions as we go about 
What's going to happen to Earth? What's going to happen to humanity? There's times where you think that the crisis is going to be solved and it's not. There's times when you think things are hopeless and then a glimmer of hope shines through. It's actually a good story. It's not just cheap pandemic jokes. Unlike many other critics, I didn't find this comedy to be dull and toothless. As a matter of fact, I think that it is razor sharp, wielded by a cast of home run hitters. And while none of this cast are slouches, I reacted most to the slowly simmering frustration of Leonardo DiCaprio's Dr. Randall Mindy, which is balanced by the appropriate desperation and mania of Jennifer Lawrence as Kate DiBiaschi, who is an astrology student who watches in horror as the comet that she discovered that bears her name gets closer and closer to Earth. It's the relatable nightmare scenario of knowing you're right and trying desperately to convince someone just to make them listen to you and not being able to do it. Kate Blanchett and Tyler Perry are perfectly cast as bubbly morning show anchors who will do anything to keep reality from inconveniently intruding on a perfectly lovely day. It would damage the, the entire planet not just a house. As it's damaging, will it hit this one house in particular that's right on the coast of New Jersey? It's my ex-wife's house. I need it to be hit. Can we make that happen? If there is a weak link here, I think it's Mark Rylance, only because he gives the same oddball performance I feel like I've seen from him several times before. And when you're in a movie where an actress as lovable as Meryl Streep is able to attract your rage and your frustration, I feel like Mark Rylance should have more tools in the bag than just the kind of weird character that we see seen him do in Ready Player One and the BFG and even his Oscar winning turn in Bridge of Spies. Don't Look Up is at times infuriating but in that darkly comic way and when I'm watching a film I don't think a film that sometimes makes you feel bad means that the movie necessarily is bad in the same way that I don't punish movies like Requiem for a Dream for hollowing me out like a melon after I watch them. The laughs are mixed with some sighs and some eye rolls of frustration, but I don't think that makes it a bad comedy. As a matter of fact, I think that means it's hitting its intended targets. And yes, while it does seem inspired by a number of real-life people who have chosen to believe personal ideology over science and reason and facts, it doesn't seem like a polemic. It didn't feel like a lecture from Adam McKay to me or to the audience in general. This movie feels more like a primal scream, like one of those movies that had to exist in order for its creator to just cleanse himself of the feelings that he was feeling inside. Depending on how you felt the last couple of years, maybe you're going to find some shot in here. Maybe it's just too much. I understand that this movie's not for everybody, but it certainly was for me. It's a big recommendation for me on Don't Look Up, but apparently it is going to be a bit divisive, so if you're just kind of tired of anything having to do with any talk or anything related to what's been going on, I guess maybe you're not going to like this film, but at the same time, uh, maybe this will be the kind of pressure reliever that it seemed to have been for Adam McKay. I laughed, like I said, more than I have in any other movie in 2021. It is my favorite comedy of the year. And I think you have several great performances from a really, really talented cast. It was certainly an enjoyable watch for me and one that I'm going to return to even after this pandemic, hopefully is long in our rearview mirror because I think it exists outside of what's going on in the real world, despite being birthed directly from it. As I mentioned, Don't Look Up is currently in select theaters and will be available on Netflix on December 24th. And the 12 reviews of Christmas continue tomorrow with a massive one, Spider-Man No Way Home, the movie that I am on my way right now as this is getting published to the YouTube channel to go and see. 
I will have that review tomorrow morning, probably early. I'm going to drive back a few hours from my screening uh, tonight, record the video, and have it up as early as I can on Wednesday morning. Very excited to see this movie, to see what it's about. It will be a non-spoiler review, so don't worry. I'm not going to spoil anything in the review that I have out tomorrow. We'll probably do a spoiler review later this week. But the 12 Reviews of Christmas hits a big landmark tomorrow with Spider-Man No Way Home. I hope to see you then. Please stay safe out there, and I'll see you next time. Bye. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 